What's up, everybody? Jordan here, back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Today's episode is 415 of the podcast, and I'm talking today about macro tracking and nutrition and going over three big tips that are going to make tracking macros so much easier for you and really set in your turbo boosters towards success with it because there are some hacks Yes, the basics work, and the basics are really what gets you there, but it is uh, pretty important to have these little tiny hacks that will, you know, kind of help get you through the tough times, because that is uh, the times where you're likely to fall off the wagon. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, I'm going to be talking a little bit about some hacks you can implement into tracking macros to make things a breeze. And uh, yeah, episode 415, let's get started. What's up, everybody? Jordan back with another episode here of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. Recording this one later on Monday night this week. Normally, I set the calendar reminder to record a podcast over on Friday or over the weekend sometime, but didn't really get to it this weekend for no reason other than my own uh, procrastination. But getting her done on time technically, I guess, because Monday's the release day of the podcast. Um, but I was thinking about what I wanted to record the show on today, and I was kind of drawing from my own fitness experiences. You know, that's usually what I do for these podcasts, think about what I'm working on and what I'm dealing with. And a lot of that's with tracking macros, kind of had a strange um, holiday time, I guess. So we took a vacation, family vacation, the week before Christmas, and kind of ate intuitively, didn't really track anything. And then the week of Christmas, kind of figured it's the week of Christmas, not going to push the envelope there, just kind of made healthy choices, ate a little bit lighter, uh, focused on protein, that kind of thing, you know, because Christmas is coming up, uh, then got sick over Christmas, just a cold, and didn't know it was just a cold at the time since I came down with it at Christmas Day, so I kind of just didn't really do any Christmas activities and uh, ended up just hanging out and that kind of kept pushing macro tracking and more serious fitness stuff forward a little bit. So around the new year, really got back into tracking macros after a few weeks off in December, which is totally fine to do here and there. And I recommend it if it's something that kind of wears on you mentally. But uh, now that I'm back in the swing of things, starting to think about what works for me and starting to think about some different things that you can kind of hack and, you know, I hate to use that word because the hack word is kind of a shortcut seeming kind of word. And in reality, there aren't any shortcuts. It's basic things done for, you know, a long, long time consistently that work well. And that's really the message that I preach, right? It's just the time putting in that consistency and putting in enough intensity and effort to actually make the change. That's just going to get you most of the way there. But there are some things that make a difference that I like to talk about and hopefully uh, will help you in your journey to kind of as you're fine-tuning things because 
hopefully you know the big things you have to do, right? Get good sleep, drink enough water, eat nutritious foods, eat the right amount of calories for your body and activity, um, exercise, all these things that are going to make the big difference. But the things that make the small difference are the things that make you help you hit the big things, right? The things that actually keep that consistency going are the things that are going to help you as far as hacks are concerned. So I have three and a bonus that I'll share at the end. The bonus because it's kind of an advanced tip and the other three I think anybody can implement in a way. So I'm gonna start with the three basic ones and then share with you a bonus over at the end. So tip number one is to have some sort of meal structure plan even if you're tracking macros. A lot of people will go into flexible dieting, you have a new app, it's shiny, it's cool. Um, you know, you're just kind of learning that you can indeed eat whatever you want to, as long as you're eating the right amounts of everything in moderation uh, to hit your macros and lose weight. It's very, very possible to have a lot of flexibility. But that being said, the flexibility can oftentimes come in and kind of bite you in the butt because uh, you are almost just too flexible. We're giving yourself too much leash, right? And with no structure, you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. If you aren't super motivated, you're pressed on time, you are just, it's not a high priority right now. But if you have a structure already planned out for your day, it's going to be a lot easier. And I don't really mean a specific meal plan. What I more so mean is a meal structure plan. And I call it that because you just break a meal down into different components and that can be to your preferences, but it is what you eat every time at that meal. So an example of this would be like my meal for breakfast. I would have something like um, a protein shake with some fruit. Um, or I would maybe have something like uh, yogurt and fruit, or maybe cottage cheese and an apple. Something along those lines is going to be where I would kind of put my focus for breakfast, some kind of fruit for nutrition, and then some kind of um, protein, I guess, lean protein, something to fill me up. That would be where my focus would be. And then mid-morning snack, I keep as totally optional. So um, if I want a pre-training piece of fruit, that's pretty much the only option on the table. A lot of times I skip that. Lunch, my meal structure is rice because it's always in the rice cooker. Lean protein in the form of meat usually, ground beef, chicken breast, fish. Those are pretty much the only ones. And then some vegetables, cooked vegetables, carrots, broccoli, uh, asparagus in the summer. That's usually the rotation. And then sometimes a piece of fruit for dessert if needed or wanted. And then the afternoon snack is just a light protein-based snack with some vegetables. And then dinner is pretty much whatever I want. So that's kind of the rough meal structure, right? And you can kind of tell like if you're in a hurry for lunch, you at least, even if you don't have protein prepped out, you don't really have things planned and set up for you perfectly, you know that you have the structure of protein, 
vegetables, some rice. So those are kind of what you need to look for if you're going out to eat, if you're going to the grocery store, gas station, grabbing something at home out of the fridge quick, base it around that. And even if you're off on those foods, you at least know roughly the amount you know, the grams of each macro that you're going to have minimal fat for me, maybe 25 to 40 grams of protein, maybe 30 to 50 grams of carbs. And that's roughly my lunch. And it's easy to structure other meals to fit into that, but it gives you some sort of guideline to follow. The next tip is to prep your protein sources. I have talked to a lot of people about nutrition and tracking macros because it's what I do every day, all day. And the most common question is by far protein. And the most common problem is not being able to hit protein or not preferring protein or knowing what protein sources to choose. And prepping some protein sources ahead of time is a big game changer. I'm not much of a meal prep guy where I'll put, you know, all the fancy Tupperwares with the whole meal inside of them. But what I do like is crockpot chicken, Um, you know, large roasts, even big containers of Greek yogurt or cottage cheese or, um, you know, big bags of whey protein. Even I'm just trying to break it down even simpler and simpler, but things that you can easily eat three days worth of your protein with just that. So to have protein available is huge because protein is where people fall short and have trouble. And to be honest, I don't really want you to rely on protein shakes and whey protein if you don't have to. So to have things prepped and ready to go, maybe a couple pounds of ground beef cooked in the fridge, maybe some crockpot chicken on keep warm on the counter, um, maybe some easy protein sources from the store like Greek yogurt or cottage cheese or light string cheese or beef jerky, um, maybe some plant proteins that are already prepared like a bowl of lentils in the fridge some beans things like that make a big difference when you're grabbing things on the go do you have protein ready to go because that's what takes a lot of time to cook and it's really easy to skip and it's really easy to get behind and if you're behind on protein by the end of the day if you have tracked before you know it's pretty hard to make that up without just slamming egg whites or protein shakes which is not the kind of lifestyle i want to promote So that is my second tip. Tip number three, and the last tip of the day, actually. I'm flying through this episode, maybe because it's later at night, and uh, Monday Night Football's on, and I have that up on the, the wall up in front of me, so maybe I'm distracted. But the next tip is to include some free foods, and these are foods that I will not track, even if I'm in my strict tracking macro type mindset. These are foods that I can just assume I have unlimited amounts of. Now, why is this valuable? It is valuable because when you have free foods, you have somewhere to go if you feel like giving up or you have extra hunger or you're just um, not into this whole dining thing, right? Because that'll happen. You'll be feeling good three, four days in a row, maybe day five, you just are extra, extra hungry. Or maybe after a couple of weeks, you just kind of are sick of it and you kind of just want to eat. But if you have free foods and they're already ready for you and you can eat those, you know you have those anytime as much as you want them. Super valuable to be able to just kind of stay on track. And the key, of course, is low-calorie foods. I will give you some ideas 
Um, sugar-free Jello, good one because that pretty much has no calories. Um, low-calorie drinks or zero-calorie drinks is a pretty good option, but not as filling. My favorite option by far and not even close is raw vegetables like raw broccoli, raw celery, carrot sticks. No one's going to get fat on carrot sticks. Let's just be real. And uh, the thing I like about those is you really have to chew them, right? If you're eating stalks of celery, you got to be chewing those things up. Now, just don't dip them in peanut butter, okay? And that is my only requirement. But some kind of raw vegetable, you're going to get that chewing effect, which is going to satiate you. You're going to, you know, you're going to actually get a little full from them because of the fiber and they do have calories but it's such minimal calories it's not even worth counting you're getting nutrients so you're getting that added benefit um pickles is another great one because they're salty delicious kind of a different flavor you can get different types of pickles and easy to keep in the fridge take on the go and you know it's it's a cucumber essentially so low calorie healthy that's kind of the requirements. I like those options a little better than things like sugar-free Jello, but I had to mention those in case you're not much of a raw vegetable person because I know that you know isn't for everybody. But having some kind of food available for you just to fall off the wagon right into is great because if you do just need to eat something that's not in your macro plan, it's good to have foods available for that. All right, so those are my three to create some kind of meal structure for your day and to prep your protein sources ahead of time and to have free foods available and in your fridge or on your pantry ready to go if you need them. And the last tip is to take one day a week and I'm going to call it an estimation day instead of a cheat day because that's kind of more accurate for what I do and promote but if you are advanced and you know how to track super well don't be afraid to not be as rigid unless you're in a contest prep or you make money with how your body looks or you have some serious serious goals guess what one day isn't going to throw you off that much especially if you're not absolutely binging on that one day if you can control yourself on that day and practice moderation and just kind of estimate what you're eating, pick some protein sources, base your meals around that, have some vegetables, some fruits, and just kind of enjoy a few different foods you don't normally get to fit in your macros, um, that is actually, I think, a very mentally healthy thing to do. And it's something that goes a long way if you're somebody that kind of gets that tracking diet fatigue uh, you kind of get burned out of the whole process and having, you know, one seventh of your week to be just loose estimation, relaxed, um, and just kind of let the reins go, right? Just kind of be able to do whatever you want, essentially within reason that helps a ton and it de-stresses you. And even if you gain a little water weight from that, it typically comes off in two days and you're back good to go. Of course, you're going to make better progress not doing this. And if someone was coming to me complaining that they weren't making progress, but they were having a cheat day or an estimation day in their plan, I would probably have them eliminate that because that is the easiest way to continue forward making progress. But I 
I do like that as a de-stressing tool and something that is pretty valuable if you're more advanced. Remember though, the big progress, the big things come from hitting the things you need to do over and over again every day and just doing that, just putting your head down and grinding for a while, right? And that's consistency, time, and effort in hitting your macros, exercising, sleeping, drinking water, everything. Um, but these things can help. Coming some some sort of meal structure, prepping your protein sources, some having some free foods available, all of these are setting you up for success in consistency. And if you're setting yourself up for consistency, you're setting yourself up for long-term success. So if you like this episode, you can view the written version of this episode at stoltzfit.com slash blog. And this will probably be the most recent article that was up on the site. And the podcast will probably be up a good day before the article is finished. So um, be patient there. But uh, yeah, if you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to let me know. You can always ask me questions for the show or get a hold of me at stoltzfit.com slash contact. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. This is episode 415 of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Stoltz. Signing off. Till next time.